This week's ID at Xbox Showcase gave us a packed preview of upcoming indie titles. We're going to talk about some of the titles that were most interesting to us and some games you might not have even heard of yet. And look out, Steam Deck. There's some new competitors coming to the handheld gaming world. We're going to talk about all this stuff and so much more right now on Gaming News Weekly. Weekly is back. We are the best weekly video game news show out there. Every single Monday, we're coming to you on Fruit Lab, YouTube, podcast services everywhere to talk about all the biggest things happening in the video game industry. My name is Erock the Red. I'm joined every week by the man right here. Full clip. What's going on, dude? How are you? Hey, how's it going? Doing all right. You know, bones intact and everything. Nothing wrong oh there. How about oh you? Boy. Uh, it's not as good. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I fell a couple weeks ago, broke a tiny little bone in my wrist, got to wear a cast for like almost three weeks. So not too bad. The biggest issue, I can't, I can't hold like a controller. I can't hold my steam deck, dude. It's the worst. So, um, I'm like, I, I, I've been really, I've been a little bummed out about the whole situation. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'll survive. Yeah. I'm figuring it out, you know? Yeah, I was going to suggest, I mean, if ever were there, there were a time for the Xbox adaptive controller, but it sounds like you're only in there for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. So, might not be worth it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not ready to drop whatever, $500 on a controller right now for this, but it is good that it's out there. But yeah, the biggest issue is that, so I can hold, like, the PlayStation controller or the Xbox controller barely. I just can't, I can't hit, I can't, like, move the analog stick and hit the top, the the bumpers at the same time but the biggest issue is that the steam deck the way that it's that it's held it's thinner and it's like longer so i can't really prop it up so i can't play my steam deck dude i'm so like annoyed the good thing about that though is that it has like touch screen and stuff so i'm playing like some some deck some deck building like card battlers and stuff like that and just using the touch screen so i'll manage i'll manage i played a bunch yeah. of wheel of fortune you don't you know not a lot of action needed in wheel of fortune that's like the most middle-aged uh, gaming uh, decision I've made yet. You know, you know, we get there. I've, I played a little Jeopardy on the Switch lately. There you go. Yeah. What is nerds? That's us, baby. Um, what have you been playing? Anything good other than Jeopardy? Okay, so yeah, I finally picked up a game I've just been waiting a long, long time on, and it's uh, uh it's in the title. How long I've been waiting? Car Mechanic Simulator 2021. That is on like a pretty steep discount on Steam, and along with a lot of the DLC. So I picked up the base game. I picked up the Electric Cars DLC and the Hot Rods DLC. Nice. Um, what car have you uh, done? Anything cool? Well, uh, they're they're all like except for unless you buy these packs with the name brands, they're all like uh, a wink and a nod, like oh, okay. the real thing. But it's like you know, there's a different name for Ford. There's a different name for Chevy, sure. and on and on. But I have not, uh, you know, you got to start slow when you do sort of the story mm -hmm. campaign mode. You have to start building that bank up before you can go find a barn find or a junkyard find. So okay. I'm not quite there as far as like picking out something for myself to uh, to keep long term. All right. All right. You're enjoying it, though. 
Oh yeah, definitely. It's a step up from the one before it. It's the kind of game where I feel like on the surface you kind of laugh. It's like, what's the difference between Farming Simulator 2020 and 2021? Uh -huh. But, uh, you know, there's a little bit more of a difference uh, uh, in time timeline-wise for these. So there are quite a few additions to the 2018 version of the game. And mm -hmm. I'm kind of waiting to see how complicated the next one's going to get. Because mm. still, it's like a dumbed-down version of, of real life. You don't have, like, wiring at all in this one. But the last one didn't have a coolant reservoir. It didn't have power steering to worry about, brake fluid. This one, you have okay. to worry about that. Gosh, it's getting more advanced. I did see that they have it in, like, you can get it in VR. I saw a car. Oh, really? really? Yeah. So uh, I don't know what that's like. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um what have I been playing? Prior to to the incident, I've been I was playing a lot of Dredge on uh, my Steam Deck. That game is a blast, dude. It's creepy and just the 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 hook of it, um, the fishing and getting weirder fish and different fish, and avoiding sea monsters. It's great. Um, and then the, so there was a shadow drop the other day um, of uh, the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. Did you see this game? Yeah. Yeah, I heard about it. So, I didn't see any of the video of it so far. Um, so I play, I put maybe about an hour into it. It's not a, a very long game, but it's just like a point and click. Um, not more of a, I would say more like a visual novel type situation. There's a lot of reading, less uh, action, but then there is like a little mini game, like a little or like an endless runner type um, yeah. game to to progress things. And it's so well written. It's like a blast. Like. This is probably the most fun I've had playing any Sonic game ever is, yeah. you know, uh, this uh, game. We should talk about the origins there, because even though it sounds like a fanfic, this is something that Sega put out. Do you know anything Sega else about it? Sega put it out. Yeah, no, I don't know why or why uh, it was well, made was it or Fools? anything. No, oh. it wasn't. I mean, I don't, at least I don't think so. Um, it might have been. But, um yeah, it just showed up, and I was like, "What is this game?" Like, and then I'm like, um, "I thought it was gonna be like, you know, like like Choo Choo Charles is like a knockoff or whatever." I thought it was gonna be like that, and there's like a murderous, murderous like person that killed. But no, it's about a like um, like one of those party games, like a murder uh, game, like you said, yeah. solve the thing. So, uh, but it's got all the characters, tails and knuckles, and all these other characters that I'm not familiar with, uh, and it's a it's a blast. It's a really well made game. I was enjoying that quite a bit. And then, um, uh, well, one of the new games I've been playing with my son, uh, it was the PlayStation Plus game. It was the um, uh, the uh, the Sack Boy game, Sack Sack Man. <laughs> Yeah. That sounds like an entirely different thing. But it's, dude, it's such a really great platformer. You could play it like co-op. Um, and uh, I'm having, we're having a lot of fun playing that. It's like a collect-a-thon type game, you know? Yeah. You got to get all the things and move on. But I recommend sort that of. to anybody on the fence about the, the you got PlayStation Plus and you like platformers, get that Sackboy, uh, whatever, big adventure. Yeah, does, does it feel a lot like Little Big Planet that it's sort of the spiritual successor to? Yeah, more, um, I think it's better in terms of um, the gameplay. It's a little cleaner because um, Little Big Planet had that, that it was like a side-scrolling thing. You could go in and out of like the, the, like the background and stuff like yeah. that. This is more like a, you know, um, a 3D platformer. So, okay. um, but yeah, uh, it's great. And it's, the graphics are great. Dude, there's a whole, um, 
what like we're playing it all of a sudden like that uptown funk song comes on by like bruno mars and it's like the whole board goes to the music like and then like um they do the part where like ooh, and then there's like this character jumps out and goes ooh, and it was like really, it's really took me by surprise. I'm not a big yeah. fan of that song; it's not my favorite song, but I was, I was, uh, I was jamming. It was great. Oh yeah, I highly recommend it. All right, we got to move this along. I got things to do, uh, and uh, you know, I just got to go. Basically, I'm just going to go cry in the corner because I can't play video games. So, uh, let's talk about some new releases. What do you say? Sounds good. Let's do it. New releases from last week. Not a huge week. Um, Hogwarts Legacy was supposed to come out this week for PlayStation 4, Xbox One. That's been delayed about a month. So we'll talk about that next month. This week we did get um, a new game that I was excited for. Meet Your Maker uh, came out on April 4th to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, XS, and PC. This is a first-person like rating and building game from uh, Behavior Interactive, the guys that did Dead by Daylight. And um, did you get a chance to check this out at all? No, not yet. I did. I got in there. I paid for a couple hours. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm on the fence about it. So it was a day one game on uh, PlayStation Plus. So that's where I got to play it, which is great. Um, and the hook of it is great. Like so, so it immediately starts off. You can't build anything yet, but you so you go in this um this dungeon thing that someone built, and you got to go through. And you it's one one hit kill, and you're dead. And like there's traps everywhere, and monsters like jumping out at you, and you got to get like it's just you're you're trying to collect like this, um like anything anytime you kill something or break a trap, it drops something, and you pick it up, and that's the currency you use to, like, either build things or upgrade your character, that sort of thing. But at the beginning, you start out, you just have, like, a grenade, like, two grenades and um, a gun that shoots terribly, and there's, like, two bullets, and then a grappling hook. And I found that if you're in a situation where there's, like, a monster coming at you, you kind of expect it to be, like, a first-person shooter, and it's really not. Like, the the... It's not tight at all. Like the shooting and the, you know, that sort of thing is like really, really bad. Like it, it was like, really? What is this game I'm playing? Now I'm assuming, again, this is very early, that when you upgrade your stuff, that will get better, you know? So you go through and you die instantly. You die and you go back through and like, okay, this is the trap that I died to last time. Got that trap. Then you go up a little bit more get hit with another trap die so and then it's like quick so you you're right back in it you're trying it again um you know i got through like the first one after maybe like 10 deaths and they're random so they're they're generated by people out there that are making these um so like you you don't know what you're gonna get when you get into there Uh, i think there are difficulty levels and stuff but and then, so then I got to the point where I, I could upgrade something. So that's where I'm at now. And I haven't gone back in yet to, to play more, but I, I understand the hook. Otherwise, it's really minimal. Like there's not much in the world. There's not much going on. It's like kind of empty. So that, you know, I don't know. But I think um, I want to try building one. That's not usually my thing, but... I want to just see what that's like and, and see if that's fun. And then, because I, I 
I think it keeps the stats. Like, so every time somebody dies in your, like, dungeon thing, it'll tell you. So I want to see, you know, I'm like, how many uh, times can I kill somebody? Yeah, really interesting concept for a game. I've been waiting Mm -hmm. for this one to come out. So uh, it's definitely one of those where, like, we didn't get enough information about it. Uh, not enough early gameplay of it to really tell whether it's worth the money. So yeah, hoping to uh, check that out, see what people are saying about it. Maybe check the Metacritic score. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely people are are um, on both sides of it. People are loving it, um, say it's such an amazing game, and then other people are more on my side where it's like it's just kind of lacking something. But I think if I did put more time into it, I'd have more fun. Or even playing co like so you could play with one other person and that makes it so much easier because you can revive like if you see someone die from a trap a you know that traps there and b like you revive them you're not starting over again you know you're just continuing from that spot so uh, i think that would probably be uh, pretty enjoyable too you know yeah so um and then the other uh new release we have is everspace 2 uh, this came out on PC. Now, this was in early access for like two years now, and it's finally the the official release of this game. It's going to be coming out on PS5 and Xbox X and S sometime in the future um, this summer, is supposedly. But what this is, it's like a space looter shooter. I've seen it compared to like Diablo in space, where, you know, you're flying this spaceship around and you got to like get stuff to like upgrade your ship and you do these missions and you upgrade your ship. And that's like the the hook of this one. So, um, getting great reviews, 83 on Metacritic right now. And, uh, normally I don't like flying games because I'm not good at flying. But after I watched some reviews some trailers of this, I was like, Oh, this actually looks kind of cool. I love games where you could just, you know, you have a mission, you do your mission and then you could upgrade, you know, you upgrade and that's it. You know, I get there's a little bit of a story here. I did see that's one of the, the, you know, the negatives to it. There's not much of a story, but, you know, sometimes you don't need a story in games yeah. like this where it's just like, yeah, you're just upgrading. That's the story. It's, yeah. When it's like really resource heavy like that, it's, mm-hmm. you know, a little goes a long way as far as the story. Don't get in the way of what the players want to do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Don't make it too convoluted. Just let me get out there, shoot some things and make my ship super dope um yeah that's it those are our uh our major releases this uh past week so you know you, you plan if you had a choice between either one of these which one you playing first ready go definitely check out meet your maker first yeah i knew that was you and um yeah meet your meat that's a <laughs> different game all right let's move on let's talk about some news of the week All right, first up, we got to talk about this. I've been talking about Steam Deck a lot lately, and now we're getting a little, uh, possibly a competitor in the in the market. The ROG Ally by Asus was revealed. Um, now, so there's not too much details about you know time or pricing, but we did get some uh, ideas of of the specs. They they showed a trailer of this. It's a beautiful looking machine. Um, so it's a handheld, uh, basically a handheld PC, gaming PC. That's uh, you know you just play. Um, it's got uh, a seven-inch, sixteen by nine screen with nineteen twenty by ten eighty resolution, uh, refresh rate of one hundred and twenty hertz, 
and a brightness of 500 nits. So very, very comparable to the Steam Deck. Um, very, very similar specs. A little bit better on this one. That's um, also got a, um, I don't know, this is all uh, gibberish to me. We've got a custom 4NM APU with AMD's Zen 4 architecture and RDNA 3 graphics. Asus claims it will offer two times the performance of the Steam Deck. Wow. Um, and it runs Windows 11 as opposed to the Steam operating system in the Steam Deck. So, no, that, uh, I, don't that I like. I think yeah. the, uh, the Steam one is built on Linux, uh, but with mm -hmm. Windows 11, I know on Steam Deck, and you probably know this better than I do, there's a little bit of bullshittery you have to do to install things from other yep. platforms than Steam. And I'm the type of PC gamer who likes to have my epic account my steam account my gog sure. or wherever you know the free games are coming yeah. out wherever the deals are yeah. so that seems like it would make it a little bit easier to get those other games on there absolutely yeah it's like you got to deal with windows but yeah it's more open for, to have the ability to to add all these and especially when every game manufacturer has their own launcher now and everything you know so it definitely will make yeah. things easier um and then um yeah, so it's just, and then you could also connect it to like a television for, um, you know, for a cool experience uh, like that, just like the Steam Deck. So um, really cool. It's like, um, so as a, other than what we saw in this little trailer, um, there have been some rumors out there. Now, I don't know, take these with a grain of salt, but they're saying that um, price wise, the rumors are saying that there's going to be a 512 gigabyte one for 649 and a one terabyte one for 899, um, and they come in white or black. So um, definitely um, quite a bit more expensive than a Steam Deck. A base Steam Deck is only 400, 300, but that's only with 64, you know, 64 gigabytes of storage onboard storage so mm -hmm. it's like you know that's all about you know getting the memory cards and that sort of thing or upgrading your your thing afterwards so um yeah yeah and then there's possible again according to these rumors possible release of october of 2023 for this so uh pretty cool it's uh it looks nice it's got like lights in the um that kind of run through the, the the plastic that that looks pretty cool um yeah. But, yeah, what do you think? Pretty good. Um, I mean, I'm interested in it. I mean, I just don't know about dropping that kind of price for one because right. when it comes to, like, the internal storage, my theory is, like, buy big because you're not going to have the chance to do that later. Um, you can always add two, which yeah. is good, but, I mean, that's you're still going to be with the base internal memory, so it's whatever size card you can add to it. Yeah. And then whatever you're kind of stuck with if you don't go with the higher model. Um, and $900 for it, that's the price of a like mid-range gaming PC. Sure. As is. Yeah. So, don't yeah, know how bad I, I want to play handheld. Right. Yeah. It's definitely a very niche uh, market, but it's something that right now, you know, the Steam Deck is pretty much the, the only thing going. So, yeah. you know, there's definitely room in the in the market for a competitor. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see what this is going to be and what, it, what it's going to be like. So, uh, until then we just got to keep, keep looking for, you know, more information. There are some, you know, YouTubers and stuff that have had hands on with it. I don't know as far as like, if they have any like 
uh, NDAs to talk about it, but I've been seeing a, a few videos out there. So yeah, I'm gonna have to look and, and, and check more out, but you know, uh, obviously I'm not, this is not, I'm not in the market for this. I've got my steam deck and I'm hoping that lasts for quite a while longer. Um, but this is, it's definitely a pretty cool, uh, little toy. But yeah. It's expensive too. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see with no, no official pricing, but, um, uh, but yeah, so they're not the only ones getting into the handheld gaming thing. There's been more rumors about a different portable gaming device. Um, Insider Gaming uh, website reported a new device from PlayStation called the Q Lite, and it's a uh, a handheld, basically like a uh, a PlayStation controller with a screen in the middle. Is what it's been described as. You know, it's got all the haptics and everything in there, but it's got like a uh, a screen that that runs 1080p, uh, 60 frames per second, and um, let me see. So now this is all rumors. There have been nothing official announced. This is all from this Insider Gaming. Um, but it says, uh, early prototypes show the console will look a lot like a PlayStation 5 controller, but with a massive 8-inch LCD touchscreen in the center. The device sports adaptive triggers for haptic feedback and will include what you would come to expect from a handheld volume button speakers and audio input jack, etc. Um, so now the, the only thing about this, it sounds really cool. But people were instantly disappointed when it was described as only being able to be used to remote play games from your PlayStation 5. Which, yeah, people were kind of looking for the Vita 2 out of this. Exactly, yes, yes. And like in a world where um, I could do that on my smart, I could easily do remote play on my smartphone with one of those, what I mean, what I had done prior to this, I could do it on my Steam Deck now, but I could I used to do it on my smartphone with one of those Backbone uh, controllers, and it worked yeah. fine. You know, it was great. Price yeah. on this, so, it's gonna be you know, if this machine is, I don't know what, hundred fifty dollars, you know, just to be able to play remote play, oh, definitely worth it. Then worth it. But I mean, if we're talking, if it's got a an eight-inch LCD touchscreen in the center. Can they do it like that? One hundred fifty bucks, three three hundred bucks. If it's like that's not gonna, no one's gonna buy that. Yeah, well, like you said about the last one, this is like I can think of a lot of niche uh, uses for this. Maybe you have a PS Five and your kid always wants to play, but you only have the main TV in the living room. So turn the PS Five, watch your TV, give the kid the handheld, and sure. you're three hundred bucks. Uh, they can do yeah. that without disturbing you. That's true. And I'm sure the quality is going to be way better than, you know, trying to run it through a, um, you know, like a smartphone. It never really works as good as, you know, as good as you want it to. Yeah. Um, same thing with the Steam Deck. The, the Steam Deck, you know, you got to put some programs on there and get some work around. So it's not like, yeah, some kid's not going to be like, hey, let's do that. Even then, you know, your Steam Deck costs a pretty penny. So, yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm Again, this is entirely uh, rumored, um, and they also rumored that it would be released at the end of 2024 if this uh, were to come out. So, um, again, keep it keep it locked in. We'll have all the news on the Q-Lite, which I hope that's just a, you know, a working title. Yeah. Not a great Not so not attractive. No, no. Yeah, no one wants to talk about Q anymore. All right, next up, let's talk about um, 
Xbox had they um, they had an ID at Xbox Showcase. They have these every once in a while, and what they do, they show a bunch of new indie games um, that are have either been announced and they got release dates or just a, a you know a new look. Uh, but this one was really cool, man. Every single game that they showed off at this, I was like, I'm getting that one. And the, and the longer it went, the more and more I was like, what? This game looks awesome. So let's run through them real fast. First up, we got to look at a new DLC for, for Vampire Survivors, the Tides of Foscari expansion. Um, so that's coming out on April 13 for $1.99. I, uh, I definitely recommend Vampire Survivors to anybody who does not have it. That includes you. Get in there, dude. It's like $2. It's quality. Um, the last case of Benedict Fox got uh, another game trailer. They showed off some of the combat from this new Metroidvania-style game. Again, I'm watching this. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, the abilities he's using. He, like, turns to stone so that he can't yeah. be attacked. And then, like... Um, uses these like just the, the the fighting looks great and uh you know a good metroidvania is always good and this one's got a little bit of a horror theme um set play set in boston in 1925 uh that comes out april 27th cassette beasts this one looks awesome turn-based yes. role-playing game um looks like a pokemon but with like this 80s like style where instead of like pokemon you have to like capture them on like a cassette tape and then you can turn into them and record them. Yeah. I don't know. It looks, looks like you can even like put them together and it'll sort of mash them into one yeah. monster, which I don't know how, if that's available for like every monster or certain ones, but that's, that's what I'm looking for. Cause this is like Pokemon. Isn't the only one to ever do this. We also had Digimon monster rancher and a, a whole ton of other things back in the day that did similar to Pokemon. So yeah. why not? Why not a new one? Yeah, it does like you know takes the best of all of those. Yeah, yeah, it looks so fun, and the the style of it really it does capture that old school kind of Pokemon uh, look. Um, this one comes out on PC and PC Game Pass April twenty sixth, and then later uh, later this year on console. Uh, Omega Strikers is like a, a new multiplayer sports type game. Uh, it's it's a free-to-play multiplayer game, and it's like a mashup of soccer and hockey. And it's like this top-down thing, and you're trying to score. It looks insane, uh, but it looks like it's going to be a blast. Like, you know, kind of could capture that Rocket League-type, uh, you know, feeling. Um, that comes out April 27th as well. It's going to be 3v3 matches. The ability to sling slime, toss tofu, and rocket boost. Uh, and then they showed the Carters 2 turbocharged. Now, this is not... A sequel to the Beyonce and uh, Jay-Z album. This is a new cart uh, racing game. Kind of like a Mario Kart type thing. Um, looks pretty cool. This one, um, they showed off a bunch of uh, the racing and, and the carts and the, the, you know, the fun custom uh, stuff that's in there. Um, I don't know if we got a release date on that one, but that one looked like a lot of fun. Uh, Coffee Talk Episode 2. It's another like visual novel type thing. Um, I think my wife, I don't know if she played the first Coffee Talk or just downloaded it, but um, episodic type thing. Um, Homestead Arcana, it's a farming witch simulator, which uh, looks interesting. Like you farm and then to grow it, you like make a rain cloud appear above it and then you harvest it and make potions. 
Shout out Witch Talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, this comes out April 21st on PC and Xbox Series X. It's a day one game on Game Pass. Um, now, if you want to get super sad, you can play Closer the Distance. Um, this is uh, about a little girl who dies in a car accident. And then you go around and you see how everybody's dealing with the loss. Sounds very sad. Um, it looks interesting, though. Yeah. Um, the Explorator. This one, um, the trailer got me really hyped. Um, it's just, so I'll describe the trailer. Uh, I, um, I'll include it here as well. But the whole, the beginning, it's like really this great, like epic music and this great lush scenery. And all of a sudden these crazy looking cartoon, like plant creatures or something just start screaming. And then you have like yeah. a shotgun and you're blasting them into, into bits. I have no idea what it is, but um, it looks fun. Yeah, this is the the one that really caught my eye out of this lineup as well because that it's almost like a '90s uh, cell shading cartoon style in the middle of everything else being kind of realistic. Yeah, so really looking forward to seeing more about that one too. Yeah, that was so strange looking. Um, that no release date, but says uh, coming soon Xbox and PC. Um, and then this a uh, little. This is what I mean. Like just when I think like, wow, this is great, another game comes along. I'm like, holy shit, this one's great. Little Guardsman. Um, so what this one is, is like you're a 12 year old and you have to, um, you work at like a guard as a guard in a kingdom that decides who gets to go through, who gets to go to jail and who gets just murdered on the spot. And there's 100 characters, all different. They're all um, unique and they all want to go through this thing. And you have to decide their fate on what happens to these characters. And it's so strange and so interesting that I was like, I have to play this game like immediately. So, again, no release date, but 2023. What do you think of that one? Looks interesting. I think there's a PC game that I've not played, but I've seen it, called, like, Border Crossing, something like that. Okay. About, like, a nondescript Soviet-esque uh, mm. border crossing. And I think this is going to draw heavily from that, but this is, like, the medieval version. So I'm interested in seeing, uh, especially visually, how this one can be a little bit better than that one. Yeah, yeah, and this one's got a very cartoony style, but like very like all the every single character in it looked entirely unique um, and just really strange. And then the last one they showed was um, Cabaret. It's a uh, dark fantasy adventure game with monsters. Um, that one looked um, it looked interesting. So it wasn't my my favorite, but yeah, lots of really unique and and interesting um, games coming to uh, PC and Xbox. And all of them pretty much coming, like, this month. You know, a lot yeah. of them are coming out later in April. So, um, I'm excited. I know a lot of people are like, where's my AAA games? I want all, you know. But this is the shit that I, I look forward to. It, it, you know, keeps me going until that next big major title comes out, you know. And don't write off indies. They're some of the biggest games now. It's like what I've been playing most on my Steam Deck. It's the perfect machine for that, you know. And just... Mm -hmm. um, and the way that like all these new ones are coming out and they're so strange and so unique and unlike anything that I've played before. And it's just like, it's a blast. So uh, definitely looking forward to a lot of those. All right, next up, $38 billion, full clip, $38 billion. That is how much Saudi Arabia is planning on investing to become a video game hub so um i mean i feel like sometimes i've invested that amount in in video games 30 you know it's just my backlog 
but um, no, it's not. Yeah. That's a lot of money. price for a Nintendo 64 these days. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so uh, Savvy Games Group. This is um, a, uh, a company in Saudi Arabia that is funded by the Saudi Public Investment Fund. Um, and they they want to get into games. So they've been, they started this, this company, and they've been doing a lot of esports stuff. And now they want to get into creating games and, and funding games and making uh, making video games. So, you know. $38 billion. That's a huge investment. Now, for a while, the public uh, investment fund was expected to buy the WWE. So, you know, they did not. We, uh, that just came out last week that they were uh, bought by Endeavor. They're creating a different company. So now they're like, okay, now what are we going to do with all our money? Video games is the answer. Um, so, yeah, the chief executive officer of Savvy, Brian Ward, said, uh, we are now more of an esports company than a games company. What we're doing this year is focusing more on game publishing and development. Uh, he says, we would like to um, use our investments to begin to work with uh, these companies that they're invested in. They're, they got a ton of investments out there with, like, um, Activision Blizzard, Nintendo, um, and they're trying to use those investments to be like, hey, how about we make the games? <laughs> Which I don't know if that's how it works, I guess, right? You pay enough into there and so. they give you a turn. Okay, your turn. Um, but they said, uh, yeah, they want to work together on publishing these games in the Middle East and North Africa and run their esports businesses and develop new IPs. So um, they recently increased their stake to in Nintendo to 8.3% to become the largest outside shareholder. So they've, I guess they've got some pull, a little uh, pull in the biz over there, you know? What do you think? What do you think about this? There's Can a they lot. Do it? <laughs> Can There's they a do lot it? that goes into this. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're we're talking about. Uh, I don't know. There's a there's a lot that goes into making games and games that people want to play. It's more than just money. You have to have you know heart and wisdom and and be a gamer. So, um, yeah. money's not going to solve all the problems. Money's not going to guarantee anything. I hope they realize that. Yeah, but you know, if they can get the you know back the right people. Make some quality, uh, you know, IPs. We'll, we'll see. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, like you said, it's easier said than done, right? You know, we've seen it a, a lot. People just throwing money at a game trying to make something amazing, and um, it's not. But, you know, if anybody's going to do it, it's Saudi Arabia. That's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they recently just acquired um, Scopely. So this is, again, maybe part of their plan, just to keep uh, getting in these games. So maybe they'll start small. Scopely is um, a, a mobile game studio. They just bought it for $4.9 billion. Um, it's the sixth biggest acquisition in the video game industry. Um, and so they make, like, Yahtzee with Buddies, Star Trek Fleet Command, Marvel Strike Force, Scrabble. So, um, you know another investment maybe they'll start making like some cool uh mobile games start there what do you think you think that's the way to um create games you start small and then work up yeah it's a it's an interesting strategy and i was a little surprised by that because i thought they'd be going for the triple a uh, console and pc markets but if they're talking about north africa and the middle east probably a lot more mobile gaming going on there yeah i mean 38 billion dollars they could they you know they could do whatever they want. I'm sure they'd be doing AAA and mobile gaming if they're dropping 38 bill. Um, but 
yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. There's been no announcements about, you know, creating games or um, studios being created or anything like that. This is really just the first step. They're showing their, their um, you know, their plans to kind of make Saudi Arabia a, uh, uh, a mecca of video game publishing and, and creation. So we'll see if that if that comes to fruition. But um, yeah, they got a lot of a lot of money riding on it. So all right, I have two questions for our listeners. One, do you live in the UK? Two, is your Nintendo Switch controller all effed up? Because if you answered yes to both of those, good news, you can now get your um, your Nintendo Switch, the Joy-Con. If you got drift problems, you get it fixed outside of warranty through Nintendo. Exciting times, right? Yes, all things through litigation. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So now, what I think is the funniest out of this. No, so first of all, this has been uh, the case in the United States. We if uh, for a few years now. Um, I don't know why it took this long for them to recognize UK and Europe, but um, the funniest part about it. So on the Nintendo's support page it reads nintendo takes great pride in creating high quality and durable products and is continuously making improvements to them therefore and until further notice nintendo offers to customers who purchase the respective product in the european economic area uk and switzerland that repairs for responsiveness syndrome relating to control sticks will be conducted at no charge by official nintendo repair centers now like they're like hey we're doing this they were forced to do this by a, you know, a, a consumer organization in the in Europe. Yeah, and class action lawsuits over yes. and over again on every continent. Exactly, exactly. So I just thought that was funny that they're like, we gotcha. Not yeah. that they were like their hand was uh, forced. Um, so yeah, in addition, so basically the the European consumer organization said Nintendo can still sell the console. With this potential bug, um, but you know they they're gonna it's a short term fix. You know they they need to do something to correct this. Which yeah, I mean we're in the long term now. The the switch is nearing the end of its life cycle. So um, yeah, I I don't know this this whole thing. I have um, two. I have to get new ones, and I just have it. I have two that are just terribly drifting like i said yeah. like my kid tries to play it and he's just like spinning in circles playing super mario well uh, i'll tell you i mean for you and for any listeners who are interested while we're on the topic uh there is a linus tech tips video from i'm not sure if it was a few weeks ago but they kind of go over an alternative if you're to the point where you're like i've either got to fix this or buy new they do actually make some different kind of joy con uh analog sticks that are like magnetic based rather than the same old kind. So you can just drop them in like you would the new ones. They do cost a pretty penny. They're like 40 bucks a piece. Mm. But if you could have one pair of Joy-Cons that'll last you forever, rather than going out to the store, getting more that are going to get the same drift issue, or sending it into Nintendo, waiting three months, and coming back and getting the same drift issue, uh, that might be an option. Yeah, I feel like I should probably um, send out like... Like, so I have four Joy-Cons. I could send out, like, two of them, and then when those come back, I'll send the other two out. I just haven't even really looked into it. But now it's, it's definitely getting way worse. But, yeah, that's yeah. a – yeah, I think they're, what, 70 bucks for uh, for new for ones? For new set. But, yeah, so it's uh, it's crazy. Now, um, so there is a uh, 
a UK consumer group called Witch, W-H-I-C-H question mark, uh, in the UK that thinks this is not even an acceptable response. Um, they said, uh, so Ro- Ro- Rocchio Conca, the director of policy and advocacy, said that many customers will already have bought potentially expensive replacements over the years. And uh, he said, as well as free repairs, Nintendo also needs to commit to compensation, refunds, or replacements for any consumers who have been impacted by this issue since the launch of the console and promote this scheme so that consumers know that support is available. They're still harping on them. They want them, um, you know, to refund people who prior to this have gone out and bought, you know, extra pairs and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we'll see where that ends up going. But I don't expect much. Which? I like that. I like anything that just poses a question when it really isn't. Which? Shout out Witch Talk. <laughs> Man, we're going to be huge on Witch Talk. We are. All right, and last up, Pokemon Stadium is coming to the Nintendo Switch Online April 12th. Are you excited for this? Have you, have you been a Stadium fan? I've never played it. Oh, I loved it as a kid. I think I actually have the physical copy around here somewhere, mm. uh, a one or two or both. But yeah, loved it. Awesome game. And actually watching the trailer for this, I forgot about how much there was in there. It's got a lot of uh, Mario Party-esque like, mini games that oh, okay. I think they count as training. But yeah, this this is a game of my era of Pokemon. Unfortunately, I don't have the N64 like upgrade kit yeah. for Nintendo Online. I almost bought it yesterday it was just yesterday my kid was like screaming at me like i want to play mario party and um i was like i think they put some on there which i looked and i don't think they're out yet i I don't know i didn't look very well um but then i saw that this was coming out i was like maybe this is the time to get in there and, and get the the expansion um but now i'm new to this game i wasn't familiar with how it is um, but people that are familiar with it are a little upset because it does it lacks one major component in that you can't transfer your Pokemon that you have that you've built up and that you love into the game, which was a thing that you could do with your you know Pokemon yeah. Red and Yellow, I believe. Um, take your characters and, and put them in there and, and battle with them. So there's no way of doing that in this. So it's you only use the um, the rental teams, and it doesn't have that you know, that exciting thing of your people or Pokemon, I mean, going out and, and winning things. So yeah, there's a lot of upset fans. I don't know what people expect there. I don't, I don't know of any other switch game or remake switch game, whatever we want to call this that like interfaces with the game boy color, but eh. yeah, I don't know how they could have done this either. You know, um, and even we've seen, the as the releases are coming to the Nintendo Switch online expansion thing, like the um, Golden Eye and stuff, they're not adding like bells and whistles. They're just putting these out yeah. there um, into into the world. So take what you can get. Um, so yeah, it's uh, if I get it, I'll I'll let you know how it is, how, what I think of it. So what is it? It's like a battle. You got to battle your Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, giant stadium. Uh, you get some Sounds cool fun. effects when like. Blastoise blasts the water. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm a a Bulbasaur. Uh What does he do? He just has plants? Uh, He's got some uh, vines that he whips out. All right. Whip it out, Bulbasaur. All right. I think that's it. 
You got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, we can tease this. We watched the new Mario movie. We did, yes. Keep an eye out for a gaming, our first ever Gaming News Weekly movie review. Give a, give a little tease. Uh, it was good. Oh, shit. Spilling the no, beans. No, spoiler. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Uh, we're going to talk about that for six, uh, 67 minutes. Um, that's the plan. All right. Um, thank you so much for checking out this here episode of Gaming News Weekly. My name is Erek the Red. This guy is Full Clip. You can find us on Fruit Lab pimping our video game play over there. Um, if you are not cool and don't want to go to Fruit Lab, go to YouTube. I'm at Pop Culture Playground. He's at GameFAQs, G-A-M-E-F-A-X. Oh, you can also find him on Twitch, full clip underscore FL. And um, check out the podcast version of this show if you want. On the go, right in your pocket, like a pocket monster. That's what we call ourselves. Um, <laughs> uh, or a cassette beast. I'm just realizing that, you know, there's similarities. Um, but yeah, anywhere podcasts are found, you could download the audio version of this show and uh check out our TikTok. We're over there ticking and talking witch talk. Shout out witch talk. Shout out. <laughs> and uh yeah, I think that's it. And then like you said, watch out for the uh the big the big Mario review coming very very soon. All right, should we uh end this and end the suffering? We better. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye.